So we're having this conversation about how we uh, have an ability to politicize and divide ourselves on pretty much everything. And in a lot of cases, thought just seems to vanish and we just react along party lines. Uh, we're going to have a conversation here. Now, this is, uh, that's a pretty blanket statement. And I, I understand that. But, um, you know, if, if we talk about certain things in society, let, and we're going to be having a conversation here about the opioid epidemic and, and the best way to handle it. Think about how that falls along party lines, right? If you're talking about safe supply and harm reduction, that's typically a liberal strategy. Um, and it's not a, a conservative strategy. A conservative strategy, as you know, in Alberta has been recovery-based, recovery-based. We're, we're not worried about the harm reduction and the safe supply nearly as much as we are about recovery. And we've had countless guests here on the show, the scientists, the people who work in this every single day that say all those pieces have to fit together. You can't do one without the other. They, it's, a, it's a whole spectrum. Uh, that needs to be brought into place. But, um, as I said, a lot of it falls to party lines. And Pierre Polyev has recently uh, gone on social media talking about safe supply and how he doesn't think safe supply is the answer and uh, harm reduction and all those sorts of things and talked about recovery-based efforts and all the rest of that stuff. And he's not alone. He's definitely not alone. There's a lot of people that agree with him. Um, we're going to chat now with Vernon White, who is a former senator, um, also the chief of police in Ottawa and an assistant commissioner with the RCMP. So uh, a lot of experience with this. Vernon, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you very much. I apologize for missing last night, by the way. I, oh, that's fine. I was out of service. Yeah, not not a problem. No problem at all. Um, I, I'd like to start just sort of, you know, you have that extensive policing background. So I'm interested in your take in terms of, you know, the impact of addiction, how it works in our justice system, our social systems, all the rest of it. You've seen that up close. So just talk about the impact of this addiction and the opioid epidemic. Oh, look, I mean, I won't go into I've written articles about the challenge with the opioid epidemic from a healthcare perspective and the fact that big pharma, you know, drove a lot of it. But realistically, by 2008, it was becoming a street drug manufacturer issue with precursors. And in fact, in 2017, I passed legislation in the Senate that made it illegal to possess the precursors for fentanyl, as an example. It wasn't illegal up until then. <clears throat> so I, 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 I've seen the issue. I understand the challenge we're facing. And in 2017, and in particular, look, we're up from 11 deaths from about 2015 per day to over 20 deaths a day in Canada from fentanyl overdoses. Not all of those are opioid addicts. Uh, that you see on your downtown streets in Edmonton or Calgary or Ottawa or Toronto or Montreal, you know, a number of them are actually 15-year-old kids buying a, sure. what they believe is, is a, uh, a Demerol tablet or something and finding out later that it was a, it was a counterfeit Demerol tablet that was uh, tainted with, uh, with uh, basement-grade fentanyl, as we said. So, but however, though, there is an opportunity, and that was, I guess, my point to, to Pierre, who I know very well, by the way, he was an MP when I was the police chief in Ottawa. I think I was host at his 30th birthday party, in fact. The reality, though, is in 2017, when the Liberal government brought forward the increased supervised consumption site legislation, the Conservative Party and caucus, of which I was a member, only would support it if it actually included alternative drug therapy, which includes safe supply. And that's the point in my, in my, in my article, was that I think it's being politicized now what I would have argued if I was Pierre was that if the Liberals had done their job in 17 and allowed the amendment that we passed in the Senate to go forward, we would have actually seen not an increase to 20 or 21 dead a day. We would have seen a different number. That's what he should be arguing. I just think he's missing that point. 
Uh, and I haven't talked to him, to be fair. I'm no longer a senator. I, I left in October after 10 years, which I committed to do. Um, but, but, but my point, I guess, is that I think he's allowing the politics to get in the way. I would have gone after the Liberals and said, you should have done your job in 17, and you should have put forced safe supply and taken the illegal drugs out of those supervised consumption sites when it comes to opioids, and then we get 50, 50 to 60% of those people when they're on safe supply to roll into a recovery program, which is what we're seeing in the Ottawa pilot project that's been going for two years. Okay, so Vern, just to be clear, the amendment that you're talking about... No, that's fine. Absolutely. It was great. Uh, you're talking about the, the amendment that you made to this bill when it came to um, safe consumption sites was safe consumption sites must offer safe supply, right? Uh, pharmaceutical grade yeah, drugs that we know what they are. It's not just street stuff that, like you say, ends up killing people because they don't know what they're taking. Well, you've got the amendment stated must must uh, offer alternative drug therapy. So it could be uh, it could be uh, everything from. Uh, medical grade replacement drug to to the uh, fentanyl that you're using on the street. It could be uh, methadone. Methadone is an, methadone is an opioid too, by the way. You know, so we already provide opioids at most pharmacies in Alberta. So methadone, oh, sure. they're an opioid as well, right? So, so that was the whole idea of it, and the Conservative Party supported it. Their health critic, Dr. Colin Carey, spoke to it. I brought it forward as a member of the Conservative Party in the Senate. We passed it in the Senate. I think almost unanimously, by the way, and it went to the House of Commons and the Liberals stripped it out, right? They took that amendment out and said may. And my argument then was they're going to end up owning this. And what happened instead was that we saw Pierre, I think, missed the point that he had an opportunity to make a strong point that, that the Conservative Party stands up for reducing the number of dead people on our streets as well. And he missed it. And that was my point to Pierre was that, Look, you know what? Sometimes it's not about politics. Sometimes it's about saving lives. And I thought we have a chance to save lives by having safe supply. Well, the competing argument, and of course you know this, Vernon, is, well, you're just making it easier for those addicted to drugs to remain addicted to drugs, and eventually it's going to lead to their downfall anyway. Why would we be supplying drugs to people who are addicted to drugs? It's counterproductive. That's the argument that we we constantly hear. I I understand the argument, but it's not true. If you look at that lot, if you look at a hundred people who have entered the safe supply program in Ottawa, more than 50 of them after a year are either on methadone program or they're through a recovery program and back working or living a normal life. Now, they're an addict for life. An opioid addict doesn't, doesn't ever stop being an opioid addict. It's like a, my dad used to say, it's like a non-smoker, right? You're always a smoker. You just don't have one in your hand. Mm-hmm. So, but, but I'll tell you the solution to this is to take them no longer committing four to eight crimes a day, no longer begging, borrowing, stealing every day to buy drugs off a street uh, uh, dealer who built it in his basement in a cement mixer, and you have about a 15% chance of dying or overdosing at least that day. You remove all of those things, and you give somebody instead twice a day something that they can survive on until they start saying, you know what, there's got to be something else. And they do start saying that. Sure. The proof is actually there that they start saying. Now, I'm not saying that these, look, they, and I know some people have this misunderstanding that we're going to give opioids to everybody. If you look at the Ottawa model, it's a registered opioid program. You're a registered opioid addict. You enter into this program, you're no longer getting opioids off the streets. You're now getting something from a doctor, Dr. Jeff Turnbull, who prescribes it to you. And after a period of time, you look for an exit strategy from that lifestyle. Right. That's yeah. what, exactly what happens. And that's what we argued in 17. Pierre was in that caucus. He knew what we were arguing. He supported it. 
Uh, he certainly didn't speak out against it, so I take it he supported it, and certainly the Conservative Party supported it because I was a member of the caucus at that point. And I just, I think, rather than just because it sounds great to say the Liberals and NDP are killing people, that's not true. Okay, Vernon, I... I not, we don't have safe supplies killing people. I, I, well, I, I, yeah, I agree with you. Vernon, I've got to go. We're out of time, but I appreciate you being here today. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the ring.